0: Hello and welcome to the For the Love of Lore podcast. My name is Harvey, and as always, I am your host. And today we are going to be talking about something a little more off the cuff. It seems that there was a large, um, a large number of you actually preferred my most recent post discussing the Mario movie and um, why video games are going to be the future of the film industry. Um, so it seems that moving away from more of a uh, like. League of Legends character of the week kind of situation is the better choice so today I want to talk about something that it's become kind of my own personal motto and my own personal manifesto and it's something I want um my listeners try and take into account um when it comes to um not really having or feeling like you have any control over what a studio or what um some bigwig hollywood executives or even some writers you don't agree with um are going to do to your favorite character so um stay tuned i guess uh so essentially today's podcast i want to talk about the importance of having your own canon um for me star wars has always been my franchise ever since i was five years old and I walked up the street to my local library and I, or download and I, uh, borrowed the VHS copy of a new hope. Um, I was hooked. Like I would play with my Legos almost every single day. I would watch the star Wars films almost every single Friday or all weekends until I had to go back to school. My best friend, um, was also very much obsessed with Star Wars and kind of throughout the years I'm still the one that is the big Star Wars fan um I'm joining the 501st costuming group Uh, I'm actually building an Ahsoka Tano clone trooper um one orange is my favorite character or favorite color sorry orange is my favorite color um actually orange and blue which is great for the Ahsoka characters um because Ahsoka clones have orange and blue in their color scheme And, um, also Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. My two favorite Star Wars characters are Ahsoka Tano and Han Solo. Um, both are just incredible characters. And my favorite droid is BD-1 from Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Fallen Survivor. Jedi Survivor, not Jedi Fallen Survivor. Good lord, it must be Sunday night. Um, but yeah, Star Wars has always been, um, and will always be a very special franchise in my heart, um... It's been with me through a lot of hard times in life. Uh, It was always a place that I can go and escape to. Um, If I was ever having issues at school through like bullying, or I was having issues with my family life or anything like that, um, I could always pop in the DVD or the videotapes or pull out my Legos and just kind of escape to a galaxy far, far away. And that's partially where I developed a love for storytelling and a love for um, just kind of creating and being a creative. And that's where I first experimented with creating stop-motion films because um, I would take a camera and I would take a picture of my Lego characters moving. And I'd move them just a little bit more and just a little bit more until like I would have a whole scene. And that was something that, as as a young kid, it really kind of allowed me to unlock and create in this, in this galaxy far, far away. Um, and then... I and many other fans could never really imagine that Star Wars would one day be where it's currently at. The fandom is as it's been it, it has not in the history of these films been as divided as it is to this day. And that's partially because um well, it's entirely because of how um no, I would say it's partially. It's partially because of how a lot of fans really hold on to really incredible works of fiction and sci-fi that we got um, in the old canon and incredible stories that were told there, incredible characters that people have been reading and falling in love with and exploring for years before Disney bought the franchise and then Disney went and um, deleted a lot of that from the canon. And instead replaced it with kind of a cheap cash grab attempt at doing Star Wars. Um, Force Awakens was probably the most excited I was for a new Star Wars film. Um, I even liked, I'm going to admit, I even liked The Last Jedi for the first time I saw it. And then the second time I saw it, I saw nothing but problems. Um, And then The Rise of Skywalker felt like it was just trying to piece together back the fandom, but... It didn't quite do it, but like I said, the films are at a place where, or even the TV shows too, um, Star Wars is at a place where we have, we have people that have been fans for, let's see, Return of the Jedi just, it's the the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi this year. Um. We're at, we're at a point where, where fans of the franchise for over 40 years are walking away from Star Wars because they can't do it anymore. They, they can't see characters that they love just get torn, torn down and like dragged through the mud. Um, and I think partially it has to do with writers and creatives in Hollywood that are taking these characters that are beloved by millions of people and a lot of times, especially interviews will come out later, that these creatives or these executives or even like these writers have no idea what Star Wars is or um, really what the galaxy is that they're writing in. I think I remember when Kenobi was out seeing an article about how one of the lead writers on that show had never seen a Star Wars film. Imagine, working on one of the biggest uh, franchises of all time, and you've never seen a single movie. And then we got people like, um, I can't remember the actress's name, but the actress who played, uh, I think the droid's name was L3, the droid from Solo, um, she said that she'd never seen a Star Wars film before, and she didn't know how droids acted. So she essentially just acted like herself, and said that the motion capture would kind of be painted over her so that's part of the reason why that movie frustrates the hell out of me because we have people who are so passionate about this we have actors that we have like countless times i've seen either people on linkedin or i've seen interviews with creatives like sam witwer or john favreau or um or like even dave filoni People that have grown up and Star Wars was the turning point where they decided that they wanted to join the film industry. They want to pursue being um, a member of ILM, working on special effects. They want to be a writer. They wanted to uh, be a director because they saw Star Wars and said, wow, this is what storytelling is. I want to be a part of that. Star Wars is one of those franchises that... Absolutely has currently shaped what our um, modern day creatives are for the most part. Um, but then we have people who have never seen them working on this project when it could have been to someone that was much better. But I, I'm going, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here. But long story short, Star Wars is not in a good spot right now, and. I know for me, I was a fan for the longest time that absolutely hated the new movies because it didn't feel like it was actual Star Wars to me. I had grown up reading the books, um, I had grown up in this, I guess, the old canon, the legacy canon. And this, although it was cool, there's a lot of really cool stuff in the new movies. Kylo Ren's incredibly awesome. Like, his his armor, his lightsaber, everything about Kylo Ren is cool. Um, the first order troopers look great. Um, pose X-Wing is incredible. Um, there is a lot of good stuff in those movies, but I can't get past some of the writing choices they made, especially as a writer myself. I, and I've even done exercises where I've tried to fix it. Um... But it all comes down to, I can't watch, I can't go to Disney Plus and I can't just sit down and say, I'm watching The Last Jedi tonight, Uh, or I'm watching Force Awakens, or I'm watching um, Rise of Skywalker, because I can't sit down and watch Force Awakens because I will literally be like, well, I know what comes next, and I know what's going to happen next, and I don't agree with it. So for the longest time, I was that kind of fan. But then, the more I interact with people in the Star Wars fandom, and the more I interact with newer fans, and even like kids, um, there's a lot of people that really love the new movies. Especially, um, I have one friend who is an absolute Disney fanatic. She loves Disney. Um, Previously, she had never thought to give Star Wars a chance, but then when Force Awakens came out, she absolutely loves Kylo Ren. She absolutely loves the newer movies but she kind of can't sit through the, the older movies, which it is what it is. But this is where I think the healthiest thing for a creative or a fan of some franchise that if you're not currently working in that trying to make it a better, a better environment, the healthiest thing for you to do is create your own canon now what do i mean by this to me star wars ends where with whatever season the mandalorian is currently on at this point so season three is currently where it's left off um you may be you may be listening to this and it's the ahsoka show but wherever wherever that point of star wars is is where it cuts off for me i can't get excited about um the force awakens even though that movie i loved when it came out um because i couldn't i I, all i did was speculate as to what could come next but for me knowing that what comes next comes next and then that's technically canon makes me upset and sad as a star wars fan but for me wherever the mandalorian ends off and what's great is it's kind of tying into grand admiral thrawn now um but to me, Mandalorian or, wherever, or Ahsoka or whatever, it's going to be the end of that. And then it goes, um, Heir of the Empire, um, and the rest of those Thrawn books. And then it goes into the Yuzong Vong invasion. And we start to see more of that sort of canon. And even for me, I know the Darth Plagueis novel is not canon anymore, um, but to me, it's canon. Because it really does a good job of explaining Palpatine's rise to power. The It really uh, it adds a lot of flavor to the prequel um, films. And it really shows a lot of the behind-the-scenes planning of Plagueis and Sidious before the events of Phantom Menace. It really shows um, how Phantom Menace starts to play out. Um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi book is actually way better than the show. I'm just going to be honest. Um, The show was enjoyable for what it was, but the actual book itself, where um, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, ends up joining a group of moisture farmers to help fight back against a Tusken Raider threat, um, to me, that was good Star Wars. Um, So I cling to that. Not, not saying that, the, like I said, the Kenobi show is bad, but what I read and what I've experienced is better. Or Darth Bane, Rule of Two, any of those novels that came before that kind of explains why the Sith are the way that they are. I'm going to be honest, that's my canon. And if Acolyte ever actually comes out, I'm, I'll probably watch it because it's Star Wars and I have to kind of see what, what they're going to try and do but i'm most likely not going to agree with any of it and even this is going to be a mild spoiler um for jedi survivor so um just a heads up if you are playing a play that game or um you or i mean you really care about the events of that i recommend skipping maybe about five minutes ahead i'll try and uh, not go on too much of a tangent with this, but, um, you've been warned. I'm gonna start talking about it in three, two, one. So the game decides to incorporate the High Republic. To me, the High Republic novels, the High Republic era of Star Wars does not exist. Um, I don't agree with it. Uh, There's a lot of really bad choices in the comic books, in the novels. Um, to the point where I just stopped reading and I stopped caring. Jedi Survivor does the one thing that I never thought possible. And it makes me care about the High Republic characters. or Well, at least two characters from the High Republic. And their story. And the kind of world and universe that the High Republic novel sets up. Um, and that's, I guess, power to Respawn. Respawn did a great job with that, and it kind of allows for me to kind of question if I want to give The High Republic another shot. I probably won't, but it makes me care, and it makes me acknowledge that, okay, there was a brief moment of time where this happens, and only these characters are the really ones that matter from this section because it's incorporated with a game that I absolutely love. Um... Okay, and hopefully, actually, I guess they could skip ahead a minute, but regardless, um, and then of course, Knights of the Republic and the uh, the old Republic is canon to me still, even though technically it's not. Dave Filoni was clever enough to incorporate Darth Bane. I think Revan gets mentioned at some point in the Clone Wars. There's a bunch of characters that kind of get briefly mentioned because Filoni was able to save. Um, some of the characters from the old canon. And in doing so, it's really just kind of preserving our history. Also, there's good things about um, the current canon that were actually improvements upon the old canon. So in the old canon, um, the clones viciously betrayed the Jedi. There was no inhibitor chips. They just did it. Um, Which... There's a group of novels about the clone commandos, um, by Karen Travis, which before we even had the Mandalorian, this woman was writing Mandalorian lore, Mandalorian language and, uh, culture, um, culture, and, uh, a, a lot of background on the Mandalorian culture and people and their language, everything. And those novels are technically not canon anymore. Republic Commandos are, are still canon because we got to see them in the Clone Wars. Now we're seeing them a bit in Bad Batch. Um, and where was I going with this? But there's like a whole plot in there about how those clones recognize that Order 66 is wrong and they choose not to um, obey it. So the inhibitor chips are a bit of an improvement because... We get to see these clones like Rex, who have been loyal, and good, good men the entire time. And we get to see them make the choice, or sorry, and we get to see them have to struggle against it. So we know that it, they were brainwashed. And now, even in the events of the dad, or sorry, the, check out shout out to the dad batch. Um, they're a great group of guys, but um. For whatever reason, I can't separate Bad Batch and Dad Batch because their podcast is just iconic. Um, So shout out to them. I I doubt any of them listen to me, um, even though we are friends. But um, yeah, shout out to them. Check out the the Dad Batch podcast on Spotify, um, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, the Armor Party podcast, if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, All those are just great. Star Wars-loving guys that love Star Wars and love talking about Star Wars and being a part of this fandom. Um, but like I said, we, we're starting to see a lot of like clones that went through Order 66 have to kind of come to terms with what they did. Um, we see that with Commander Cody in Season 2 of The Bad Batch, and um, what's cool is we also still get to see clones like Crosshair, who made the choice to still... He has inhibitor chip removed, but he still believes that the Empire is correct. So I'm kind of going on a a ramble at this point, but the healthiest thing that you as a fan can do is create your own canon. If you don't agree with some corporation who has taken over licensed, or taken over the license of something that you love, like, say, The Last of Us, um, for whatever reason, like, you don't agree with a choice. Maybe they make Joel like conservative or something. I don't know. Um, It's your right as a fan to just pick and choose what is canon and what is not. Ever since I made that decision, um, my mental health has been a lot better. Uh, and ultimately it's driven me and my creativity farther because I start to look for ways that if i was in their shoes how would i do it and how would i do it that it would be respectful to the fans to the people that have invested hours of their life into this franchise into this world and how you, you can tell when something is a love letter to the fans jedi survivor is a prime example of why um of a love letter to the fans if it feels good if the lore is good. The gameplay is good. It, it's very reminiscent of the old Jedi Academy games. Um, and you can tell when something is a love letter. And you can tell when something is a soulless cash grab. It's up to you as the fan to choose whether or not you want the soulless cash grab to be your canon. Or if you want to choose to respect other people's interpretations as your canon. But as always, I just wanted to do a quick episode. I got a brand new mic. I got some new recording um, equipment, so I wanted to do a quick podcast on this. Um, I want to do more podcasting um, for you guys. I ultimately want to start doing more with TikTok and YouTube and try and grow um, the for the love of lore uh, following. And I want to see, I want to see us take back what it means to be a fan. And what it means to tell good stories again. Right now, it just it seems like everything is a remake of something else, or it's a reboot. Like we're we're seeing Harry Potter get rebooted by HBO, but it doesn't need to be because the movies are still very good and still very valid. It's, that's just another example for you guys to choose your canon. Do you want to choose the movies? Do you want to choose the books? Um. Or do you want to choose whatever HBO is gonna put out? Same thing with Game of Thrones. Do you choose to let what happens in the T V show be the ending of that of that world, of that story? Or do you choose to kind of follow what George R. R. Martin originally wanted for the world and what he's still currently working on, so writing. Will we ever see it? Who knows? Um George R. R. Martin's been writing that last book for at least ten years, so We may not even he may not even live to see the end of that book. But it's up to us as fans to say this is where the author was originally going with it. This is what's true to what the author was saying. And this is what is correct. And also, Lord of the Rings. Um, I never saw Rings of Power. Um, from what I saw of it, any clips where I've heard people talk about it. It's not true to what tolkien had had wanted for the world if you loved rings of power power to you like no pun intended but power to you enjoy that own that that is your canon no one should take that away from you if you only like the peter jackson books or peter jackson movies sorry um that is your canon hold on to that like if you can't stand rings of power don't watch it it doesn't have to be your Canon. If you only read the books and you love Tom Bombadil and you love the Silmarillion and you love, um, have a the line, the witch in the wardrobe and you love the twin towers and the fellowship of the ring. And you love, um, uh, return of the King. If you love all those books, if you love only those movies, like that is your Canon. If you hate the Hobbit movies for whatever reason, that's yours That's yours to hate, too. Like, But choose your canon and hold on to it. And if something in that world doesn't make sense to you, you can either choose how to change it or choose how to rewrite it, but don't force your beliefs on other people. I think that's kind of one of the, the hardest things to do here, is everything in my power wants to walk up to somebody who absolutely loves Rey and just be like she's a terrible character and she's a mary sue she's a self-insert and i could be an absolute asshole by doing that i'm sorry if there's kids listening but like don't be an asshole someone loves that character why you may never know you may not even understand someone could absolutely hate frodo and you kind of have to sit there and be like, "That's that's your thing. Like you hate Fredo. You're wrong, but you but you hate Fredo. Or like I absolutely love Ray. It's like okay, well, power to you. You probably love the new movies too. That's their canon. Have your canon. Own that, and don't let anyone else tell you what is right or what is wrong to love about that. But also don't force your beliefs on other people. Um, and say like no. If you don't... uh, It's like, oh, you don't like the new Star Wars movies? Well, they're canon, so you kind of have to get over that. And um, it's like, boom, sucks to be you. Um, The new movies rock, and it's canon. So you're a toxic fan if you hate these movies. But ultimately, like I said, the world's big, there's lots of franchises, and Star Wars is a big enough galaxy where multiple things could have happened. So it's up to you or, or even in any of these other worlds, it's up to you to choose what's canon and what's not. All right. That was a pretty long episode, guys. I think this might be our longest one yet, but thank you so much for hanging in there. Like I said, I want to do more stuff with TikTok. I want to start doing more stuff with YouTube. I want to try and get more of a following. I want to kind of grow this into being something more than just a me rambling about my thoughts on pop culture for like 30 minutes um but yeah i got a new mic i wanted to just try it out and see how things are going um i hope you guys are going doing well in your lives um i genuinely appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me talk and yeah here's to being here when things started and being incredible fans thank you so much guys love you bye-bye